We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFP Nation All-America Podcast. My name is Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, Lead College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. And Bill, what we've been waiting for for 10 weeks, have we been waiting for this for 10 weeks? The unveiling of the College Football Playoff Committee's initial top 25. Uh, what did you think? What is your initial takeaway as they uh, put the first four teams in their pretend bracket. <laughs> um, you know, you, you called it in our last podcast. You said Tennessee, you thought Tennessee would be number one, that they would value the resume, the five ranked teams. And here they are. I mean, Rocky Top's on top of the world, um, at least for <laughs> 96 hours or so, maybe less. Um, <laughs> you know, because I, I, you know, the one, two, three, it, it goes back to what I'd kind of been saying you could put Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia in any order at this point and make a case. We had wrote about that this morning, and it makes sense. Um, but they, they're valuing that resume a little bit, and you know that, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. It sets up what should be a really good matchup. A um, few surprises in there, but I, I think what you're going to hear, and it's already on my timeline a little bit, when you have uh, five SEC teams in the top 11, um, that's pretty good and, and obviously going to lend itself to that old SEC bias narrative that we love so much. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I think I saw a stat that the eventual national champion has been in the initial poll eight, eight out of nine times, I think eight in a row. Right, because Ohio State came out of nowhere that year, that first year. Um, so it is significant. You know, we like to poke fun at it, and they're gonna, you know, everything we talk about over the next 15, 20 minutes is going to be blown up on Saturday afternoon, right? <laughs> with all of the, right. when all the results come in, and the committee will have uh, a lot of reevaluating to do each week. But his history says if you start in the top four, You've got a very good chance of being there when Selection Sunday happens after the championship games. Interestingly, while Tennessee is number one and Georgia is number three, Georgia's a nine-point favorite this weekend. We can't forget that. Yeah, and, and you know, that's that's the thing. It's it, This <laughs> this will be irrelevant. One, two, and three is good for 96 hours, like I said, because somebody's going to move down in, in – Somebody had to tell me it was Tuesday today. It's been that one of those kind of weeks. So <laughs> in four days, somebody's going to move down. And again, you know, um, Alabama's there, the top four. Uh, Clemson's a little bit of a surprise, but but it does. And you said something to me when I got home from – I went to basketball practice during these, of course. Um, it I've been thinking about it since you said it, that does this make Georgia's road harder? And it really does because – now the pressure's on them to win this game. And I think there's equal pressure on Tennessee because the loser's just going to be sitting there where they situated Clemson, where they have Alabama situated. The, 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 the likelihood of the loser of this game being left out is pretty high, in my opinion. Mm. Even though they are a very good team, that Clemson at four is, is the one that, that really says, okay, well, they, they value the ACC a little bit. The thing about Tennessee losing, I mean, starting at one, how far can they drop? And it's clear the committee values that win over Alabama, right? right. And they've also got good win over LSU. They respect LSU. LSU's number 10 as a two-loss team, the highest-rated two-loss team. Now, if they fall to Alabama this weekend, that gives them three losses. That dings Tennessee's resume just a tiny bit, even though they beat both of them. Um, so I think, like – 
Georgia's resume, if they lose and they don't have an opportunity to improve it down the stretch, you start at three, you lose to Tennessee, you, you got an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, I think, could, if they play fine this weekend and get beat by, by nine, let's say they, they hold the spread, I think they don't fall much lower than five, right? And and mm-hmm. people in front of them are going to lose between now and the end of the season. They don't have much threat, much of a threat left on their schedule. I think Tennessee feels pretty good relative to, I mean, obviously want to win this weekend, but I think compared to Georgia, they should feel better about getting in. And I think, um, I think they would hold above an undefeated TCU team. Right. So, yeah. Like if you project that, so we're saying if they, Tennessee loses, they finish 11 and one and then they're waiting to see, who who drops in front of them? I guess if they drop to like five or six next week or something, they, they will drive to they'll they'll drop the one spot ahead of Alabama in theory, um, because that's the way they would shake that out. So probably six, and then you have three t- SEC teams in the top six next week. Unless well, it's Al- like a, yeah, go if, ahead. If Alabama beats LSU, how can you drop them? They're already six. Like I feel like they would move up. I don't know. Well, they, yeah, well, and so Tennessee would be five. Maybe there'd be five and they'd hold Alabama at six or something. I don't know. Because yeah. the committee loves that head-to-head thing. And, I, you know, the, they do have the head-to-head on Alabama. They do have a – I keep that spreadsheet of – and I it's it's kind of a crude metric, but I think it's a simple metric. And sometimes I like simple metrics. And, you know, Georgia's opponents that they've played are 36 and 28. Tennessee's are 36 and 29. But – Tennessee has the five ranked victories. And we had talked about those earlier today in our other podcast. And um, it, that, that matters. And I think the committee sees that ranking team, especially as you brought up the Kentucky LSU wins. So good for them. They're on top of the world. And Georgia's there. Probably a, a good enough spot for Ohio State because I've seen other people tweet about them that they think they're the most complete team, offense, defense. I still think. I know what the rankings say, and I'll probably get proven uh, wrong Saturday, maybe, given my track record. But Georgia and Ohio State are the two best teams, in my opinion. Two most complete teams, offense and defense. I think Tennessee's defense has a chance to answer that question this weekend. So if Tennessee goes down Saturday, does Ohio State move to number one? I mean, it's an impossible question to answer. Let's say Ohio State moves to number one. They might have a case – to get in even if they slip up against Michigan. Michigan, on the other hand, I mean, I, I don't think – if you're at number one at some point and you lose, I think you got a chance to get back in. If you lose from this point out and you're three or lower, I think you got a, you got a road to hoe. I think that's the lesson. I think that's the importance of the initial rankings. you agree with that? Yeah, and, and Michigan finally got dinged for their non-conference schedule. You know, three opponents, Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. That did nothing to help them. Now, I, Clem, the, you know, some people say it's a little suspect that Clemson's ranked ahead of Michigan. I actually kind of agree that they have Clemson ahead of them, even though it's one of those, I think Michigan's the better team, but I think Clemson has the better resume. They've beaten three ranked teams. They uh, Their non-conference schedule leads little to be desired, but until Michigan hits that stretch of Illinois, Ohio State will know more. 
I mean, I, I know we keep saying we'll know more about Michigan. They're eight. No, we know them a lot. <laughs> but I think well, yeah, I think your yeah. point is that they it, that they can jump Clemson. They just take care Very of their easily. own business. Yeah. They, they will jump Clemson. They beat Illinois. They beat Ohio State, and then they win a Big Ten championship game. A twelve and zero or a thirteen and zero Michigan is not going to be behind a thirteen and zero Clemson. No. Not a chance. So. But but I do think they made a statement that, uh, on Clemson's behalf of if Clemson goes thirteen and zero, I yeah they're in. There, there's not going to be a one-loss team that leapfrogs Clemson because they've done enough in the committee's eye to stay in the top four. They're going to get Notre Dame this weekend. Notre Dame, despite not being ranked, still carries that you beat Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Like It's really what's holding North Carolina back, that they lost to Notre Dame. And, um, you know, we'll go from there on that. But in in general, like looking at it, I didn't have I, – I guess it's just maybe I'm getting old. But um, <laughs> this, maybe I've done this – eight times already where I'm like, nothing looks like egregiously out of place to me that I'm like ready to fall out of my chair. I am mildly surprised bill that they have LSU all the way up at number 10. Right. I think the PAC 12 is a little disappointed. If you look at the AP poll, uh, you've got Oregon and USC are eight and nine in both polls Uh, and AP UCLA is 10 and Utah is 12. And in the, committee rankings is 12 and 14 uh so they're slightly lower their their two other teams are a little bit lower tells you that you know with lsu and ole miss sneaking up ahead of ucla the uh, committee obviously loves the sec as usual and for good reason but i heard espn talking during their show they were surprised or uh the bear chris felica was surprised UCLA was behind USC. He thought UCLA is the better resume. Uh, you know, USC doesn't really have a quality win like UCLA does. UCLA beat Utah. USC lost to Utah. Uh, and so he was a little bit surprised at that. But, I mean, we're nitpicking when we get to that point. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I put a stat in our playoff rankings piece of, like, the average ranking of each conference. I, I look at that. It's, like, again, a kind of a simplistic metric, but – the ranked SEC teams in here, the five teams, are, are average rank is like six. Yeah, and top 11. At, They're all in the top 11. So. Yeah, and then the pac 12 teams, their average rank is like 13. Um, you know, so that's something you should pay attention to each week. And even though, like I said, it's kind of a basic statistic, but it just gives you a feel of overall conference strength, at least of the ranked teams. And, and that's going to matter when Alabama, if they pick up a win against LSU. There was something I wrote in my column, and I wasn't, 100% confident in it, and I wanted to run this by you, is do we agree that if, let's say, LSU or Ole Miss wins the SEC, so LSU, let's say that somehow Brian Kelly gets them to run the table and they beat Georgia or Tennessee, does that make the SEC a one-bid league? I think it does. Uh, if Georgia is number one, and, and undefeated, LSU them. and LSU beats them, would they drop from one to five between the SEC championship day and selection Sunday? Maybe, oh, maybe not. Maybe, That's a yeah, pretty like, big drop. I mean, it is, but I mean, like, like Notre Dame factor, and Clemson, right. Notre Dame and Clemson, yeah. no, Notre Dame was number one, right? And they got mm-hmm. beat by Clemson and stayed at number four. Mm-hmm. So that's about the only precedent i can think of right where the number 
the number one team lost on championship Saturday. Can you think of another? No, I mean, it, it rarely happens. I mean, right. that's the thing. They by the, then, then, if you get to that point, the SEC brass is probably rooting for Georgia just to be sure in case Clemson and TCU and Ohio State are all, are all undefeated. Yeah, exactly. Because then yeah. what do you do then? So that's going to create – LSU is an interesting team, again, at least for the next four days because they ranked them 10. And um, Yeah, they could get very more, a very interesting after Saturday had they uh, right. knock off Alabama and they are in the driver's seat in the SEC West. I mean, if, I don't right. know if you realize that if they beat Alabama, all they have to do is split Arkansas and I think Texas A&M. Just split mm-hmm. and they win the West. So That's Saturday is, is almost a clinching clinching Saturday for, for LSU if they win. Yeah. And if they would have beat Florida State, they'd probably be ranked seven right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like had they beat just beaten Florida State. So yeah, they're the most interest they're actually probably the most interesting team in these rankings to me right now. I mean, just what I'm looking at. And then the rest, like the Pac twelve, like maybe a little slided. Um Nothing below 18 really worth mentioning other than, again, as I mentioned, the New Year's Day six group of five teams going to come out of the AAC, whether it's Tulane or UCF or someone else. I think it's going to be tough for anybody else to get in there. Well, the only team I'd throw in there is Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. They're 7-1. and one. If they end up 12-1, and one, uh, Sunbelt champion. I mean, I think Sunbelt gained some respect this year. With wins over, you know, Nebraska and Texas A&M, I know those aren't great teams, but um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if twelve and one, uh, Coastal Carolina beats a, 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 a eleven and two UCF or ten and three Cincinnati or something like right. that. So, yeah, and, um, and they they yeah. might be the only other group of five to kind of keep an eye on. For sure. So, I mean, you know, like I said, no, no surprises. I, I, I know we, we've disagreed on this in the past. I actually really enjoy these because it's like, I, <laughs> now I have something to, and, and here's something that I, I was talking about last week that keep this in mind. Now that the rankings are out and we're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds and they're going to say, Oh, we don't, we don't pay attention to those. We, we, we're just focused on our desert Island locker room and all the cliche wheel stuff that they're going to say. Teams are going to start pressing now. You know, T and underdogs are going to play a little bit harder because there's a chance to knock off like that Notre Dame Clemson game. Notre Dame's got a chance to knock off a playoff team. Um, TCU, every game they play in the Big 12 is a season maker for somebody else. Um, and not would, that the Georgia crowd needed any more inspiration, but how much did they want to beat number one, thinking that they should be number one and have been number one and are the defending right. national champions? Every crowd shot on Saturday come from Sanford Stadium after a positive Georgia play. You're going to see people doing this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, and the emotion of playing like home Vince Dooley, the first home game since Vince Dooley passed away. I mean, I would take it all the way down to Rutgers, Michigan going to Rutgers where They've played two one-score games against the Scarlet Knights the last two years. Everybody's got Northwestern. They're going to play up. They're going to. They're still going to get beat, but they're going to play up. But that's something to watch in November. And what makes this so interesting to me is the second you think you have it figured out, and I sketched out all these scenarios, it gets blown up so quick. It, all, all it takes is that one legendary upset. I, I always go back to 2016, the day that uh, – it was like the day that mattered that didn't matter because Clemson lost to Pitt, Michigan lost to Iowa, and Washington lost to uh, USC. 
and it was this crazy day of upsets. And then Washington and Clemson still made the playoffs. So <laughs> don't you, if you still got a mulligan right now, you know, it's a good time to have one in the back pocket. Let's do a quick exercise before we get out of here. I wrote a piece on sportingnews.com about what the 12 team playoff bracket would look like had they adopted it. And these were the rankings. Uh, which again, we need to talk about the idea of the seeding, which I don't like. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, uh, in a 12 team bracket with these current rankings, uh, Tennessee would be the number one seed, Ohio State number two, Clemson would be number three, TCU would be four, because the top four seeds have to be conference champions. So Georgia, who should be the three seed, is actually dropped to five. And then Michigan is at six instead of five, uh, Alabama seven, Oregon eight, USC nine, LSU 10, Ole Miss 11, and then Tulane would get the, uh, the, the sixth highest rated conference champion at the 12 seed. So we, we, we are basically knowingly not seeding the teams based on how good they are, which does not make sense to me. Right. But anyway, under this scenario, real quick, the first round matchups would be Tulane at Georgia would not be a close game. Ole Miss at Michigan, which I labeled the Shea Patterson Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading your story now. That's 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 not bad. L- LSU at Alabama would be a quarterfinal, or not even a quarterfinal, first-round matchup. And then USC at Oregon, a, a, a Pac-12 championship game, but on campus, which was better than all the neutral site games that we see. So anyway, that's uh, just a quick look. I'll do that every week and just kind of have some fun with uh, what it will look like in either 2024 or 2026, uh, the sooner the better. Picturing Lane Kiffin getting booed at the big house and picturing, you know, as a, you know, this is Maction time and, and my Bobcats are on Tuesday night as of now, as we were recording. I should have that on in the background. I'm a, I'm a bad <laughs> alma mater guy. Um, you know, that's the dream right there, though. Tulane running out on the field at Sanford Stadium, you know, and then the second one of those teams pulls an upset. I mean, Everybody in the world that night is going to be a Tulane fan that's not a Georgia fan. So that that that's part of this setup that I really enjoy. And, you know, the, the downside is, yeah, do we have to watch Oregon-USC two weeks in a row? Do we have to watch Alabama and LSU twice? I mean, I'm that's going to th- take some getting used to for me. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, we this is just another rematch. So anyway, okay. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Here, we're going to be breaking down the college football playoff rankings every uh, Wednesday morning. It's going to be published Wednesday mornings uh, for the next f- four more Tuesdays in November as we uh, approach Selection Sunday, which is after Championship Saturday. We will be back Thursday morning with our preview of the Week 10 matchups. Please follow us along at sportingnews.com. Bill Bender is writing his butt off as we speak. He's covering everything from the Michigan, Michigan state tunnel brawl. He's got his against the spread picks and he's breaking down these rankings uh, that were just released tonight. So anyway, we've got plenty of you to, for you to read plenty of you, plenty of stuff to listen to. Uh, once again, we thank you for joining and we will see you next time.